This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 859, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, March 10th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is Adam Chapman, your host, and this is episode 859. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, March 10th, which, yes, if you're counting correctly, that's 11 days ago. So, uh, you know, just just before we completely move on from March 10th, let's take one look back. Um, some of the books that came out that day that I will not actually be talking about today, but I did want to at least mention them, include Amazing Spider-Man 61, uh, Batman Ur- Urban Legends number 1, uh, Conan the Barbarian, Deadpool Nerdy 30, Eternals, Nonstop Spider-Man, Star Wars, Strange Academy, Superman, Taskmaster, The Green Lantern Season 2, number 12 of 12, The Joker, um, and I believe the next Batman, Second Son. Uh, there is uh, Thor and Loki, Double Trouble, um, Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood, number 4, Wonder Woman, Earth 1, Volume 3, uh, the third volume of that trade paperback series. you got Wonder Woman, 770, uh, and then you have X-Factor, number 8. Um, so what did I have a chance to read? Well, I read three books. I read uh, Children of the Atom first. This is by Vita Ayala, and I really like this. It was, it was different. It was I don't know what I was expecting, but it was definitely a, a very different book. Um, it was not what I expected. I am intrigued by it, excited to see where it goes. But I thought Bernard Chang did a great job on the art. I got Marcello Maiolo on color art and uh, Travis Lanham doing the letters, with Tom Muller, of course, doing design. Um, so it's interesting for a variety of reasons because this book was obviously like very much delayed. And we weren't really sure who these characters were, and um, it actually reminds me a little bit of kind of the the New Warriors, where the Jubilee was part of, where you know. Um, they used tech to kind of create powers and they didn't really have powers of their own. It was all depowered mutants. So I like this idea that these are all people who think that they were depowered by M-Day and so now they're, you know, using tech to simulate being heroes and hoping that they can travel to Kakoa because they believe they really are mutants, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, I love seeing Maggot here. Uh, and again, this is like more like old school maggot, like kind of big guy, not the kind of skinny guy that they kind of made him later. But this is kind of when his first first appeared, he looked like a bigger, uh, thicker guy. Uh, we've got Eni and Meanie. I just like that they're being used. Um, that's the nice thing about something like Rico is that you can have everyone kind of come back and be utilized. And that was kind of interesting to see. Um, I liked seeing the X-Men kind of debating, you know, what they have to do about these kids. Um, I like that Wolverine's kind of like, you know, grumbling about being the one who has to kind of go um so i'm really excited about this it was very interesting um and i can't wait to see kind of where it goes from here what it all means um yeah so i really dug this it was a really strong debut as a you know has had a good sense of what it wanted to be as a comic uh if i was ranking it like a like a pilot i thought it was extremely well put together and again had a a very clear sense of what it was going to be uh, next up is Daredevil number 28. This is by Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto. Uh This is issue, as I said, 28. It's Are You Okay? Um, and you also have a color art by Marcio Menes. And you got Clayton Cowles on, from Virtual Calligraphy on Letters. Um, I really liked the kind of three different stories here. You have you know, Daredevil in prison, um, him kind of navigating things, meeting a psychiatrist. He, you know, kind of makes a quote unquote friend and then tries to protect this guy from, you know, the other people that are in prison, um, and trying to kind of figure out what's going to happen next with him and finding out that things ended up not going so well for this kind of new friend of his. Um, you have Kingpin kind of, you know, wrestling with his own issues, um, with what to do, uh, after the King of Black stuff. Uh, you got, uh, Elektra, um, you know, kind of trying to be a good person even though she's really not and then you also have uh so i guess those are the three stories you have kingpin and uh typhoid mary you have electra and her kind of ward now for lack of a better word 
And uh, I loved the ending because it was just so quiet. This idea of, you know, that you have um, uh, Murdoch just kind of sitting down with Marcus, this this other inmate, and they're just sitting there, and he's like, you okay? And he's like, I know. He's like, I'm not okay, I know this now, but even worse. And then he just goes, Marcus, I've just been poisoned. And I'm just like, that's a hell of an ending. Um, great pacing. I love the book. It was just, I love how it's still Matt's story, but again, Electra. You know, we're, we're seeing a different side of Electra. I like that she's trying to prove something, and being this new Daredevil is her way of kind of trying to prove it to Matt, um, which is really intriguing, and I'm really enjoying that avenue that they're going down. And last but not least, we have Immortal Hulk number 44, um, which I really very much enjoyed, and generally I do. It's uh, To Rule in Hell by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett with Rui Jose and Belladino Bravo on inks and Paul Mounts on colors, uh, previous friend of the show. Well, not he's not a friend of the show. He's previously been on the show, um, so I really like this. Uh, first of all, I just I love the use of Henry Peter Gyrick. He's an interesting character. I love seeing how the UFOs took on uh, the Hulk and how kind of brutal it was and very much one sided. Um, I loved you know kind of seeing Shaman and uh, and Puck trying to investigate things, and then um, Charlene and McGee show up, and I just I really love the art, especially on that page. Um, when you first have them kind of translocating and showing up, I thought that was really cool. I'm um, excited to kind of see as they try to discover more things about what's really going on, um, you know, with Rick Jones's body. So I'm excited to kind of see for for the non-audience, like the actual characters, to start discovering more about what's really going on here. Um, I'm really intrigued by. Uh, love the ending here um, with them being in hell and uh, you know Hulk really not knowing what to do and and just the way in which. Joe Fixit is operating is just such a such so fascinating to see Joe Fixit as Banner, but the the way in which he's kind of drawn and, and everything about it is just, just feels so different as a character. Um, but yeah, this remains one of the best books on the stands. Uh, we're at what, issue forty four now, so you just know something crazy is going to happen in fifty. Um, but this has been again, it's a consistently enjoyable book. Uh, I don't think it's ever not been enjoyable. It, it takes twists and turns. It takes its time sometimes. Um, but it's always kind of exciting, and it's always something different. Um, I don't think anyone can look at Immortal Hulk and say they've seen it all before. I think uh, a lot of it is unique and different, and they push the character in different directions, and they go in a different, like, again, genre. Like, they do a lot more horror-oriented, and a big part of why that works is Joe Bennett. I mean, I don't even... I can't even imagine uh, someone else doing the artwork here, because I just think his his art is, is so perfect for it. Uh, so that is everything uh, that I had a chance to read from the 10th, which unfortunately is not much. Uh, when we look at the next reviews episode, which will be out in a day or two, hopefully, um, when it looks at releases from March 17th, um, which is, you know, again, already uh, four days ago. Um, but uh, some of the books that came out uh, included, let's see here. Uh, as usual, I end up going to the previous world and then realizing that, oh yeah, Marvel's, uh, sorry, only Marvel's here and DC's not listed, but that's fine. Um, so at, at from uh, Dark Horse, there is Bill and Ted are Doom trade paperback. Uh, there's a Cyberpunk 27-7 Trauma Team, Trauma Team trade paperback. Um, there's Usagi Yojimbo Saga trade paperback second edition volume one. I'm actually thinking about getting that actually now that I think about it. Because I've always wanted to try Usagi Yojimbo. I just never knew what to do or how to jump in. So I'm actually considering that. Um, and then over at Marvel, we have Avengers by Jason Aaron Hardcover Volume 1. I'm actually surprised it took that long. Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, number 105. 
I don't know why, but Black Knight really does it for me. I really enjoy a lot of the most recent stuff I've read from Marvel with Black Knight in it, so I might have to give that a shot. Uh, Captain America Anniversary Tribute, Captain Marvel, Champions, uh, there's Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky, Hardcover Volume 1, To Heaven Through Hell. I'm buying that in trade and singles, but... Um, you know, it's not, I don't have any need for that, but I'm glad that it exists for those who want to buy it. We've got Dawn of X, Trade Paperback Volume 14, as it nears the end, and soon we're going to have Reign of X instead. Uh, you got the Hawkeye Go West graphic novel trade paperback. These are the kind of the more digest sized. They're a little smaller than regular trades, but thicker and a better price point. Um, so I'm really I'm glad that they're continuing to do this. I think I originally called it kind of the Marvel Rising um, line in terms of some of the books that were involved. Uh, we've got Iron Man number seven, Juggernaut Trade Paperback, No Stopping Now. You got King of Black, Spider-Man number one. You got Marvel number six of six. You got the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition Omnibus. God, I want this. I just, I think in Canadian it's like $170 and I just cannot justify it for a, a handbook that's like 30 years out of date. Um, but it's, uh, again, if I was going to get one, it'd be the Deluxe Edition, not the original one. Because the Deluxe Edition is just the one I remember having when I was younger and it was just so much cooler. Uh, I got Spider-Woman number 10. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 10. Uh, Sword, Thor... Uh, Tony Stark by Iron Man by Dan Slott Omnibus, Trials of Ultraman number one of five as they continue the Ultraman uh, series. You have Ultraman Trade Paperback by one, Rise of Ultraman, and you have X-Force number 18. So that is a lot of material uh, that is coming out. And then uh, there's Comic Shop News 1752. I cannot believe it's still going. I'm so glad. It, I haven't seen it in so many years. I remember when I used to go to my comic book stores, uh, Comic Emporium, uh, in, in Toronto, Ontario, and I love that store. And I went from, I think, 99 to whenever they closed, which is probably around 2008 or 9, uh, maybe even 7. I guess I only went there eight or nine years, but it felt like a lot longer. Um, but <laughs> it probably felt like a lot longer because when I started going, I was like 16 years old. And when it closed, I was like 25. So if I've been going there like 10 years, that's a big portion of my life that I'd always been going to the store. So I remember they always used to keep comic shop news. I don't see it where I go now. And I kind of miss that. That being said, I can't even remember the last time it was like new information. I mean, that's just part of the problem with a printed newsletter versus something that's online, right? It's never going to be the same. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Uh, you can uh, reach me, reach out to the show on Facebook, sorry, on, uh, by email at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Next episode is going out uh, on Monday the 22nd. It's a little, That's technically delayed because this episode was delayed. That's a conversation about the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier with my, uh, with my co-host, Tibor Mates. So that'll be the next episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.